Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bibles ready, today we'll be in the book of Genesis, chapter 17, verses 4 through 27. The title of this sermon is, My Covenant is with You. Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. And, and circumcision in the New Testament for us is circumcision of the heart, right? In Romans chapter 2, verses 28 through 29. For he is not Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is of the heart. But the spirit, not by the letter, and his praise is not by, uh, from people, but from God. So we circumcised at heart because that circumcision became what? It became something that everybody does because it just became religious. It became an activity. It happens in every hospital today. It's, it's part of it. And that's why, like, for now, for you, your, your heart's been circumcised. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 11, it says, In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision performed without hands, and the removal of the body of the flesh by circumcision of Christ. And that's what that represents. The flesh represents the, uh, the circumcision that's going to be done. It, it's the flesh that has to be removed. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. But faith working through what? Love. Love. And I've told y'all before, y'all need to remember that. You cannot love somebody without giving them truth. It's Those two things go hand in hand. You have to give them the truth as well. Galatians 6.15 says, For neither circumcision in, uh, anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. And so it's, it's, uh, for us, it's, it's a circumcision of the heart. It's no different than baptism. Baptism, you know, I, this is one that people will argue over. And, and, man, there are some churches, like, if you're not baptized in their church, then you're not baptized. Like, you got to go, like, you've been baptized, but then they're like, no, if you don't do it here, you're not part of the church. So at what point did the thief come off the cross? Did Jesus go, hold up. Somebody get me a tub and some water. <laughs> Got to baptize this dude before he goes to paradise. 
it's an inward sign and about uh, of an outward change and that's what circumcision is as well the circumcision in the heart is saying that hey i am i'm filled with the holy spirit i'm i'm not you know feeding the uh the flesh of the uh, you know it's, it's that thing that billy graham used to say you have two dogs you you feed one you don't feed the other one's going to get stronger one gets weaker if you feed the flesh your flesh is going to get stronger and your your spirit's going to get weaker if you feed, feed the spirit and not the flesh the spirit will be stronger verse 12 and we're going to get through this i promise and every male among you who has eight eight days old shall be circumcised throughout your generations including slave who is born in the house or who is bought with money or from any foreigner who is not of your descendants, a slave who is born in your house, who is bought, uh, bought with your money, shall circum uh, certainly be circumcised. So my covenant shall be uh, in your flesh as an everlasting covenant. But as for an uncircumcised male, one who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. So he's like, if, if they don't want to be circumcised, they're not part of this. They're not part of the covenant, Abraham. It's, this is not going to happen. They have to do this or they're not going to be a part of it. And so, you know, when we think about the, the spiritual circumcision that we think about, it's in John 3, 3, it says, Jesus responded and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It's like you have to be born again. Like, well, what does that mean? If you know, if if you're not born again, if you read John three sixteen, everybody loves, but nobody likes reading John three, seventeen and eighteen, which means like if you don't choose to follow me, you're not part of me. You have to choose. And and so you know, John fourteen six, we all know the verse very well. Jesus said to him, "I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. There is no other way." And there is no other truth. Jesus is the truth. Point blank. Point blank. Right now, generation, I don't know what is it, Z, Y, X, whatever. Right? The younger generation. The youngest. I don't even know what generation I am. I don't, I don't think we deserved a, <laughs> we didn't get one. Um, but this generation defines their own truth. That's a problem. That's why we're in the mess we're in. Because they're defining their own truth. Well, I define what my truth is. Uh, no, the Word of God does, and Jesus is the truth. He's the truth. There's only one truth. And so we see it, you know, unfortunately now, I mean, sadly, I think they, the, there's a new statistic that's out that just came out. 30% of, of this generation is LGBTQIA now. That's what happens when you put indoctrination into a school. Where's the church at? If they can do it that well, where's the church at? Right? Hello? We can't stay in the building. It's what we do. It's like, that's not me. Let's go out. We got to get outside the walls of the building. Verse 15, Then God said to Abram as... Your wife, Sarai, you shall not call her by her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And so Sarah just now meaning princess. And so if you think about her being from the lineage of, of Jesus, Jesus comes from that lineage. It says in verse 16, I will bless her and indeed I will give you a son by her. 
Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations, king of peoples, will come from come from her in the night. I love, this is why I love the Bible, is the humanity in the Bible. Because this is, uh, then Abram fell on his face and laughed. He's with God. He's like, dude, do you know how old my wife is, bro? And he falls on his face and laughs. But that's humanity. And, and sometimes we see the worst of humanity in the scriptures, but the, the beauty of it is, is like, it's in here. It's in here. When you think about the rape of Tamar and those type of things that are in the Bible, you think, man, why are we even reading this? Well, as we get to Sodom and Gomorrah, why are we in this? Like, this is bad. But it's included, including Abram, as he has just come off of 13 years of mess. Here he is laughing. And, and so, so what is God? He's going to name the child Isaac, which means laughter. And he says, uh, and he said, in a, in, and this was another thing I love. This is the all-knowing God uh, said in his heart. He didn't say it out loud. He said in his heart, will a child be born a man a hundred years old? So that's what he's thinking. So even God knows what is going on in our, in our thoughts. You're not, you're not getting anything by God. Anything. It's, and that's a good thing. I love that, that God is, is washing that part of me. Because I need it. Wash me clean. We all need that. There are times you, you can be on the road and you'd be like, dude. <laughs> right? It's there. And God's going like, okay, we need to, you need to deal with that. Why are you so angry right now? What's going on? Or you wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, you're worried about something. And you can go to him. You know? I've told you all, one of the worst things in the world is to be in a dream and sin. And you wake up confessing, Lord, forgive me for my dream. <laughs> like you curse somebody out in your dream and you're like, where did that come from? Lord, forgive me. And I remember trying to explain that to my kids. Like, why would you repent of something in your dream? You have no control. No, that's something there. There was something there. Maybe it was from the old. It's trying to come back up. It's, I love that. In, it, it, he knows what's going on in the heart. Just remember that. He knows what's going on in the heart. And he said, And Abram said, God, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. So he's worried about Ishmael at this point. And he should be. Ishmael's about 13 years old at this, at this part of his life. And he's worried that Ishmael's going to be cut off. Uh, Ishmael was born uh, out of sin. But it's still a blessing to have a child, you know. I think sometimes we can, it's hard. Can I tell you all something? It's really hard when you're trying to, to talk to somebody about Christ and they're in sin. And you have to kind of let them know, like, well, when you get, get y'all know the analogy. When you get in the shower, do you wash your feet and then get in the shower? Because he's like, hey, I got to, I got to take care of this thing and I got to. I was like, bro, you ain't got time. The clock is ticking. 
Just jump in the shower. Get clean. God will deal with all that stuff. He'll start removing the things that need to go. He'll start making, if you, if you step into it in faith and say, Lord, I just want to follow you, you pick up your cross, you follow him, you die to self. That's the biggest problem that we all have is dying to self, right? If we do that, then we should be able to do it. And God will start going, hey, this has to go. And, oh, yeah, I see that over here. Let's get this out of here. He's not doing a remodel. He's doing a completely new thing. So y'all remember that. Like if your heart is the house, he's he ain't remodeling it. He's tearing it down and doing a whole new thing. And that little secret closet that you got where you think you got all your unforgiveness stored, oh no, that's gone. The pride that you got in the garage stored up, it's gone. He wants to deal with all that stuff. And so he's, he, he's worried about Ishmael. And this, this is really, at the end of the day, Abram's heart. It's, just, it's still his son. Now, unfortunately, Ishmael is going to be a problem. And it's still a problem today for Israel. This sin still affects Israel today. We forget that. So when, when, when people say sin doesn't have consequences, you know, when I was at Fort Knox, we man, there was a pond or a lake. It, man, you could throw a rock and you'd hit one. And when, when we, I would take my son fishing, we were right next to the tank range. If you've ever been in a tank range, man, it, we're out fishing and the water's rippling as the, the rounds are being shot off. And I was like, that's our sin. It ripples. You think it just impacts you and your family. Oh, no. It impacts your extended family. It can impact the church. It can impact your community. It does so much more than just that. Galatians chapter 4, verse 23 said, But the son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, He's talking about Hagar. And the son by the free woman was through the promise. Oh, wait a minute. That's in the New Testament. Yeah. Galatians chapter 4, verse 23. All right. We're going to get through it. I promise. But God said, No, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you shall name him Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I will bless him. I love that. He hears Abram's heart and he's going to bless it. And make him fruitful and multiply him exceedingly. He shall father twelve princes and I will make him into a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac from Sarah and will bear to you at the season next year. When, when he finished talking with him, God went up from Abram. Then Abram took his son Ishmael and all the slaves who were born in the house and all who were bought with the money, every male among the men of Abram household circumcised the flesh of the foreskin of on this very, uh, the very same day as God had said. Now Abram was 99 uh, years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin and his son Ishmael was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin on this very same day Abram was circumcised as well with as his son Ishmael and all the men of the household those who were born in the house are are bought with money from foreigner were circumcised with them 
So the beauty of this is one of the things that that Abram or Abraham does at this point is he's obedient to God. God tells him to do it. He does it. He does it. And that's important for us to remember as well. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For the one who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he proves to be the one who rewards those who seek him. So again, when we think about for us is spiritual circumcision. And so God wants us to be a better influence to the people around us at the same time that we are to deal with our own fleshly sin. So is there something that needs to be circumcised in your heart tonight? In Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, it says, Do not be deceived. God is mocked, is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of his flesh reap corruption. But he who sows of the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And that just goes back to the, the simplicity of, of, again, which one are you going to feed, the flesh or the Spirit? We have to remember that. And then the Abrahamic covenant that's revealed just in Genesis 17, and I'll run through these pretty quickly. It says, uh, so part of God's blessing would depend on Abram's maintaining the covenant of the circumcision through the Abrahamic covenant in Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 and 2. He would also become uh, many nations would come from Abraham in verses 4 through 6. The Abrahamic covenant would be everlasting in verses 7 through 8. And God would be, with, uh, would be the God of Abram's descendant and a special re- uh, relationship in, in verses 7 and 8 as well. Sarah would give birth to the promise heir in Genesis 17, verse six, uh, 16. And then this also, the, the first time God identified the promised land as Canaan by name in Genesis 17, verse 8. So as we, we look at these verses tonight, I think that, and, and even in just in chapter, chapter 1, I think one of the things we learned last week is just how beautiful God is, that even though sometimes we, we may drift or we may fall, God is there, and He is the same today, yesterday, and forever, and He will forgive. You just have to get up and repent. And it goes back to something that's very important. Don't take 13 years to repent. If you've done something, do it immediately. If you've hurt somebody, you need to apologize. You need to repent. I always tell people, and I I can never get this, and I hope you all get this. For some reason, like when a husband and wife fight or when um, you have an argument in the church or something, one of the first things we do is we try to make it up with the person. The person you hurt was the first person you need to get right with. I always tell people is God. And then you need to go. But you know when the Holy Spirit, like men know, oh, Lord, I've been married 38 years. I know when I step in it. You see the face change and you're like, oh, you're trying to back up like, ah, and you know, like you, the Holy Spirit lets you know, what did you say? Your flesh is coming out. Lord, forgive me. And then you need to go. Flowers don't do it, man. 
Let me tell you something, man. This is a, this is a this is a. I've been married long enough to give you all this piece of wisdom. If you get in trouble all the time, because I did it for 22 years, and you buy flowers, the only things the flowers do is remind them of how all of the other times you made a mess. That's all it does. You're just bringing, she goes, oh, well, flowers, well, he's messed up again. After a while, she don't want the flowers. She wants you to change. She would care more that you gave her the gift of love from the heart unconditionally, agape love. That's what she would want more than anything. Flowers is, man, I can tell you, I used to buy them all the time. I was in trouble a lot. I should have probably had a stock in a florist or somewhere. At 22 years of sin, I, I lived a very sinful life, unfortunately. My wife got hurt a lot. And so when, when we talk about, like, I, I'm a new creation in Christ. I don't want to live the old way anymore. I don't want to be that man anymore. My kids don't need that father anymore. They need Mike. They need this new creation. And guess what? As good as I try to be, and I fall sometimes. I stumble. But I repent. And I would, I would highly recommend it with you. That's why I always tell y'all, you know, when you think about prayer, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, Confession every day. I don't have anything to be confessible. Pride. You can confess your pride right now because you're about to fall. Let's be real. Right? Look, I, I'm going to tell you all right now. My, for me as a, as a pastor, what I want from you all is I don't want a bunch of robots. I want you to have real, raw relationships with Jesus Christ that impact the people around you. Where they go, I don't know what you have, but I want that. I don't know what that is. That's what it'd be. James told me, man, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> he told me, bro, I never had a pastor talk to me like this. I was like, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> we invited him to church Sunday. I'm praying that he makes it. Doc told him, you know, you get ready because you're getting ready to go home. And I feel bad because the man's at home crying. He don't want to go. Can I tell you? I looked at him and I said, I don't want to go either. <laughs> I know where I'm going, but I want to be with my grandkids and my wife. I want to try to have, I want to try to do this as long as I can. I want to live for the Lord as long as he lets me. Abram's 100 years old. He's fixing to have a kid. I keep telling Teresa. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know her response too. <laughs> I keep telling babe, it happened in the Bible. It can happen. Not to me. <laughs> But we need to pray about these things. I mean, it's like a beautiful thing. Like, I, I only get to be married to her here. In heaven, I won't be married to her anymore. 
I'm going to miss that. Now, for those 22 years, she probably was like, well, good. But now, man, at the end of the day, it's like I want to cherish as much time. We're coming up to 38 years this year. We've known each other for 39. We met in high school. She sat behind me. I drove her crazy. And never stopped pursuing her. So, so hey, remember now, if you got in trouble a lot, don't go buy flowers. You need to get outside the box and do something creative. Right? And how many of y'all did... You're probably the younger generation. Did you do any special type of uh, proposal? You know, these kids nowadays, man, you got to really step your game up. Like for the proposals, I was like, I did mine under the Christmas tree, Christmas Eve. And it was the cheapest. It was like $79 ring. That's all I could afford and all. But, man, you know, you got to think, go back to when y'all first met and come up with, think outside the box. It's Valentine's Day, man. Men, pursue your wives, okay? Don't stop doing that. Don't stop doing that. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 